This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We're so glad you're here with us this week. And fortunately, this is not Sam's voice. My name is David. I'm your guest guest host tonight. And we have a great topic this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about patience and where we go from that. And Danny, you actually have our first clip. Back in the saddle again. Definitely, definitely. The, uh, yeah, I chose a clip from, we've used it before. It's from Evan Almighty. And it's a scene where Morgan Freeman, who's playing the God character, as Robbie calls him, Almighty, and they're in interchange with Evan's wife. And she's obviously out of patience with all this art building Noah thing going on. And, and she's just kind of at wit's end. And the conversation ensues. And, and as was pointed out earlier in the pre-show, God is actually answering her her prayer from earlier in the movie because she yep. wanted her family closer and that kind of thing and that's exactly what's happening so you can play the clip and we talk afterwards oh excuse me can I get a refill please coming right up thank you excuse me are you alright yeah no it's a long story well I like stories I'm considered a bit of a storyteller myself. My husband? Have you heard of New York's Noah? <laughs> the guy who's building the ark. That's him. I love that story. Knowing the ark. You know, a lot of people miss the point of that story. They think it's about God's wrath and anger. They love it when God gets angry. What is the story about then, the ark? Well, I think it's a love story about believing in each other. You know, the animals showed up in pairs. Mm -hmm. They stood by each other, side by side, just like Noah and his family. Everybody entered the ark side by side. But my husband says God told him to do it. What do you do with that? Sounds like an opportunity. Let me ask you something. If someone prays for patience, do you think God gives them patience? Or does he give them the opportunity to be patient. If they prayed for courage, does God give them courage or does he give them opportunities to be courageous? If someone prayed for the family to be closer, do you think God zaps them with warm, fuzzy feelings? Or does he give them opportunities to love each other? Well, I gotta run. A lot of people to serve. Enjoy. Yeah, what what a what a great phrase is. He gives you the opportunity to be patient, and 
you know, finding that in my life now, David, that, you know, there are things going on medically that I don't understand. And obviously none of the doctors I've gone to understand it. And, but, but what I'm finding is the, the opportunity to be patient and, and to, to push into and lean on God more than ever to know that he's handling things. And, you know, in, in, in the book of James, it says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And, and the term perfect there doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. It's being complete and, and pushing into knowing that no matter what's going on, no matter what the circumstances, that I want it to work out here and now. But it may be down the road. It may be the other side of heaven. But it's going to work out, and, and he's still in control. He's still my father. He's still got my best interest in mind, despite what the circumstances may look like at the moment. Yeah, and, I mean, because uh, like you said, with uh, the verse you just read from James, um, you know, when our faith is tested, especially with patience and everything like that, that's when we start to build more endurance and persevere for that. And as our... I, fully believe as, a, as our walk with men. I mean, any type of, you know, opportunity that the Lord puts in our path to show whether it's patience or courage, like they said in Evan Almighty clip, you know, that just strengthens our walk and our relationship with him. Yeah, you, you have those opportunities to, because, I mean, faith is to be exercised, like a muscle is what I've heard it described. And so, and those opportunities that come that are, as one of the guys at work says, we don't have problems, we have opportunities and i'm going i hate that phrase yeah (laughs) no we got problems you know but the reality of it is is that where's your faith where's your where where's your patience in in knowing that if god is truly who he says he is and he can do the things that we know he can do then why am i really upset yeah absolutely absolutely and i like that analogy as faith's like a muscle and uh, speaking of muscles, uh, Rodney, I think you have the next clip. Okay. Let's rock and roll here, David. Let's see. I, like you just brought up, perseverance, Danny. That's where I've been at now for a while. So when you first brought up this patience because it's your word of the year, and mm-hmm. that's what we were going to go with for the show, I just immediately went into perseverance because that's where my brain's been at. And instead of going with, oh, how do we show patience? How do we live out patience and all this stuff? My mind went to, well, what's the reason we have patience? The reasons we have patience is because that, where I get that is from Romans 5, is when you're in tribulation, are we going to exalt and be joyful in it? Are we going to say, no, I have no patience and just pull back? But I just love this word because the key word here for me is knowing. Because in our tribulations, we know that that brings about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And we know that hope in God, you know, just does not disappoint. And that's where we, we need to be, but we don't always like to live there. There are so many times where we just want to go do things on our own. We have the knee-jerk reaction. Something happens, and I just go off into it. We've had an opportunity in this band of brothers to pray for one another when we've had those moments, and you're going to have a clip later from Robbie in the after hours that's going to be a, a real good clip for hey this when this when this gets this bad yes you call in the heavy artillery you call in God and all your buddies and all your brothers but that's one of the things that we want to make sure that 
you know, we are constantly in that mode of, okay, I'm walking with God because like we talked about in the pre-show and a lot with Robbie's clip is, it's, it's not a alone thing. Being patient isn't just about you. It's about you and God. And I went with it because what came up for me was trust and how are we going to trust? And so when I, in this clip from Seabiscuit, where I wanted to go was, this is the result of somebody being patient, somebody persevering through something so that in the end, they could have their reward. Let's go ahead and play the clip. You know, everybody thinks we found this broken down horse and fixed him, but we didn't. He fixed us. Every one of us. And I guess in a way, we kind of fixed each other too. And that's where I see him having hope now. There was times in that movie where he didn't have any hope. They didn't have hope in each other. They didn't have hope in the horse. They didn't have hope in about anything. And when you're at this last race, it's really interesting how they just show the trainer, the owner, the owner's wife, all, you know, a shot of each one because all of a sudden Seabiscuit's like way behind in the race. And you can just see the dejection already in their face. They had no hope. They, it, was, it was interesting. They just had none. And, and all of a sudden, uh, the jockey's best friend is on the other horse who's second to last at this point, and there's a big gap. So he pulls back and allows Seabiscuit to see a horse in front of him that's, I can, I can catch that horse. I gave Seabiscuit some hope, and you can hear before that, like Toby McGuire's like, oh, yeah, that's it, Red, and it starts, starts to go and starts to catch up. Oh, that's the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> wrong horse reference. But he starts to catch up, and he starts to feel that. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. Where he gets, now he's closer to the pack, and he catches the pack, and then he ends up winning the race. But you can see everybody's hope change when the horse comes alive, and they can see that happening, and something's moving forward. But you, you're not gonna, always going to see that right away. And where they had no hope is that they turned that into hope. And that's where, you know, for me, in Hebrews 11, where you have now faith, which is hope, is the assurance of things hoped for and the convictions of things not seen. And that just spells a lot out for me and where we have to be grounded in our faith and grounded in our hope and be moving towards something much bigger and larger than just ourselves. Yeah, um, you know, I really like that how you were talking about, you know, with um, Toby McGuire riding on the back of the horse getting closer and closer. I know for me, um, you know, it, as you mentioned, it's my word of the year is patience. And if you listen to our word of the year episode, you would have heard a little bit more of us talking about it. But uh, I'm very impatient. And, and I've noticed as soon as I start getting to the next horse, which is maybe the next step in my life that God's walking me into, I can be like, okay, cool. Yeah, I got this. Here we go. We're going to catch up. And then, you know, my impatient self comes in once that instant gratification. It's like, oh, no, we fell four horses behind. So, um, you know, Art, did you have something you want to talk about on patience? Well, I do. I have a story about uh, a, a, a broken dog, not a broken horse, but a broken dog that I had adopted. She was, uh, this dog, her name is Bella Claire, and she was about two years old and um, had, had not been treated so well. She was essentially um, unmanageable at the point when I got her. I took her in, and um, I, I talk about uh, patience. Uh, one day I was, she didn't, she really didn't know how to, how to act at all. And, uh, I just, uh, 
gave her a lot of time and a lot of patience and worked with her and now she's just a wonderful dog she fixed me and i fixed her we're we're good for each other now but i do remember um one day i i'd after i'd recently got her i was trying to walk her on the leash and she started acting out, spinning circles and pulling this way and pulling that way. And a, a neighbor saw me out there and said, uh, oh, I wouldn't have the patience for that. But, <laughs> but I, I resisted the, the impulse to, to jerk her chain or send her back uh, where, where I got her. Uh, I, I kept her and I just held firm on the, on the leash until, until she quit acting out. And then uh, we went and found something interesting to do, like look down a groundhog's hole or something. But um, anyway, she, she's a wonderful dog. She's my cow dog. She's a, my guard dog. She, she greases relationships, social relationships, business relationships. She's a sweetheart to everybody she meets. And uh, so we got to tell you that if you're wondering wherefore art thou, <laughs> <laughs> Art is not a guest. He, he comes every week, and it's so awesome to have him on here with us because yep. we only get his wisdom so often, but we got well, it this time. So well, take us out. Yep. We have a advanced boot camp March 30th, April 2nd. Go to masculinejourney.org to register. What we have at our boot camp is something that makes you stronger and gives you the strength to go on your regular walk with God. It's something that will make you be bigger than you were when you got there. The first one, I, did, I had no clue what, what I was walking into. And then realizing that other people are in the same boat and, you know, how open everybody was to share their struggle. It was a great group and a lot of impacting was able to be done. It is a tight bond of men, everybody's the same, and each and every time that I've come to boot camp, I've learned something different. And not one man that's ever been there neglect not to take time out to talk or to share. It's serious business, and you need to come one time and break bread with the men and fellowship, feel the atmosphere, hear the people pray, and get down to earth about what's going on in life and get real. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. Welcome back to the Masculine Journey. And Jim, that was your bump? It was. I uh, originally thought that Sam was following a tradition we have here and giving a topic and not going to be here because oh. <laughs> I heard him say it first. So I said, well, we're going to need a clip. And I'm pretty sure I've never had three in a row. And you guys gave me a hard time about the antiquity of my previous two selections. So I leapt forward to 1989 with this. But it's really Carolyn's clip, my wife. Because nice. I'd said, well, somebody's going to have to come up with a clip. And she didn't miss a beat, and she started singing this, and I, didn't, I barely remembered it. And uh, it is a perfect example of how the world expects us to be. I want it all. I want it now. Which is, and we learned new words pre-show. Bring Antith it. Antithetical. Yeah. 
the antithesis of yeah. uh, patience. It's uh, I want it. I want it right now. Google if you must. I did. I'm not explaining it. Yeah, I definitely did. I was like, I, I, I don't use words like that in my everyday life. So I definitely had to Google it. Um, you know, it's, it's the instant gratification that I think as a society, you know, depending on where you were at in your life and how you grew up, that that was almost like a thing. And, and I know for me personally, it was, you know, sometimes I will be looking on Amazon and be like, oh man, I really want to buy that. My wife's like, well, to save you money, you know, if you just buy it on Amazon, do the free shipping and stuff like that, well, I'll go find it in a store because sometimes I want that instant gratification right then and being impatient. Um, but, you know, doing that in my walk with God and through my life, when I start being impatient, it makes that path very rocky and very tough to get to. I might still get to the end game because, I mean, ultimately God's leading my walk and I'm following along with him, so I'll get there, but it might not be in necessarily the path that, you know, I thought it should be. It's it's in the path that he wanted it to be. So our next clip is from Harold. I ran across this one, and when I heard it, it really resonated with me because of where my oldest son lives out in northern New Mexico at 8,750 feet elevation, seven miles from the closest asphalt, three and a half miles from the nearest power line with a little bit of a river within 100 yards or so of, of his house. And so it's really isolated there in Carson National Forest. Sounds amazing. And very peaceful. And as a very impatient person in the past, that was one of the places where I could go and be patient. Um, I was always an impatient person. Uh, I couldn't tell you how many speeding tickets are in my past. Um, I was always in a hurry. I didn't want anybody in my way slowing me down. Some of that got reinforced because I, in 1964, I started working with computer programming and nothing was ever fast enough. Uh, we would get a new system in and oh, it was so fast for about a week. And uh, once I got used to it, it was slow and aggravated me to death. But what I've come to realize is that patience is the antithesis of selfishness because what I came to realize is that all those things that were making me so impatient were based on selfishness. I wanted it my way. In fact, I used to say, if I can't have it the way I want it, then I don't want it at all. And so uh, that song kind of fit me at one stage in my life. Fortunately, with my wife and the Holy Spirit, uh, I'm not that same person that I used to be. Amen. So uh, how about play the clip, and uh, I think you'll feel patience when, as we come out of it. Adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. These are words I try and live by. As my schedule fills up, as the stress creeps in, I'm obsessed with the pursuit, but sometimes I can get a little impatient. I can lose sight of the end goal. I find myself more and more just wanting to retreat in the woods. It always puts my mind at ease. something about the stillness of the trees, standing tall and unwavering, 
quiet, powerful. That's the mentality I always try to remember to put things into perspective. I think there are lessons to be learned inside of a dense and quiet forest. with a camera uh i i'm not a uh, I, now i don't have a problem with you guys who go out and, and look to shoot bambi's mother but you know or bambi or bambi's dad <laughs> but uh for me the camera was was the trick and and you've you've got to be patient if you want to get the the right picture of that little squirrel you got to wait you can't chase him down you got to wait and watch him and let him come to you so to me, there are a lot of lessons to be learned out in the woods, uh, whichever way you choose to do it. I know it must take great patience for you deer hunters to to sit in freezing temperature and wait for the deer to come. But Oh, definitely, unless you hunt where we hunt at. And sometimes, you know, the deer got to be patient with you while you load the shells because we ran out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, patience is something that we need to work for because it makes a big change in our life. And... Uh, one of the things that happened to me many, many, many years ago when I was in that phase, I was stopped at a traffic signal on my way to work, and I realized that as I sat there glaring at the red light so mad because I had to stop, and I thought, anyone seeing my face right now would not have a clue that I claim to be a Christian, and that put a whole different light on it for me, that the image that that I portray needs to be different from what I am portraying. And that calls for me to be patient regardless of the traffic. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing, Harold. I definitely um, appreciate that. So, you know, patience, it's, um, you know, one of those things that's very difficult, especially when you're in the hustle bustle of of everyday life. Um, I mean, I can pretty much go in any aspect of my my current life and and show you where I'm impatient at, whether it's work, at home, in the woods, hunting with my friends, fishing, you name it, I get very impatient. Um, But as I lean into the father on on me, why why am I impatient and what do you want from me with patience? I start to walk in a a better light and start to see things a little bit differently. Um, You know, God's timing is always right. It's not our timing, it's his timing. And, And when we, you know, fight that timing, he'll give us, as uh, Danny said earlier, opportunities to uh, be patient or opportunities to be courageous. Um, you Part of the, the um, scripture you read earlier, James 1, I pulled verse 3 of the NIV, and it's a different, um, sp- not spin on it, but a different way it's worded. And it, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And the more you lean in him when he's testing that faith, the more you per- persevere and, and have your walk with God be even stronger. Um, just so y'all know, Robbie is actually on the show, even though he hasn't really uh, spoken much tonight. <laughs> I think he's being patient uh, to get his uh, turn in on the microphone. Um, 
I am enjoying the guestest with the mestest. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If y'all didn't catch it earlier, I'm a guest guest host. <laughs> and I actually was delighted, you know, to hear Art and and his story, yeah. you know, that fits so well with um, the clip on, you know, that, that Rodney used, which I happen to know is one of you know Sam's favorite clips. Yeah, you going uh, for first clip next week? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, he I'm was trying. He was he was getting in line there, but nonetheless, um, I'm really enjoying the show. I, you've done a great job. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. I mean, I, from what I understand, you might have mentioned it to a little birdie to have me host today, and I, I really appreciate the opportunity. I mean, it, it really worked with with my patience just to be the host of the show all day. You know, it's been a a pretty tough day um, at work, and then you know patience in traffic uh you know i'm a lot like you harold or used to be in traffic um you know not really slow turners like sam but more so just slow drivers uh everybody just needs to get out of the way and then <laughs> getting home and making my daughter um dinner and stuff like that and then getting to the show was really really a testing of my patience but um i was glad to be able to host the show and, and, and use this as a topic um because it's a great word of the year and and just as soon as i got it um this, at the beginning of this year in january it was pretty apparent that that was the direction that I needed to work on. I had fun with listening to Harold's story because I thought I was the only one in existence that had no idea how many times I'd gotten a speeding ticket. Um, <laughs> he's had a little bit more time to get him, but I bet I've caught up with him. But uh, that's a, a place of identification that I appreciated. And most people that know me and know me well think I'm a pretty patient person. But it's a circumstantial thing. I was very patient with troubled youth when I was dealing with them, but I was very impatient with the principal of the school and all those that were more interested in keeping the bureaucracy running than I was in, did I say that right, bureaucracy? You know, that's kind of what I was, circumstantial. I had zero patience on the highway, but I had infinite patience when I would be debugging a, a computer program. I could hang with that for hours. Time just disappeared. And and driving was the worst, and I would get angry. I'm, Carolyn says I still do, and she's probably right, but I am much slower to be upset with stupid drivers i yeah. guess that indicated my level of anger there <laughs> oh i mean it happens well we appreciate you being patient with me on the show as my first ever hosting as a guest guest host of the masculine journey um we do have a an advanced boot camp coming up march 30th april 2nd uh we also have an entrenchment um coming up later this year uh, we're locking in the dates for that but go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming advanced boot camp and check us out on all of our social media, Facebook and everything like that. And we're going to let the music play out and we'll see you next week. This is the Truth Network.